This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, March the 29th, 2022, episode 376. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can check out my daily political antics by visiting my website, nickcraig.com, or downloading the Wilmington's Morning News podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, our website with all of our show notes and pictures and uh, everything else is infectionpodcast.com. As always, I am not alone joining me, as he has done for the last... You know, Brian, I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they're like, wow, we finally hit episode 200. And I was like, wow, that's quite the thing. And then I looked, and I was like, god damn, we're at 370-plus <laughs> yeah, of infection. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> barreling the 400. So we're yeah, so we, we'll be here we before are. you know it, it feels like. Yes, sir. Hey, Brian, uh, good afternoon. Well, How are you? Good afternoon. If you want to find me, let's get this out of the way, at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor Getter and True social, I guess, when they come to Android. <laughs> and we'll see. Oh, My wife's been trying okay. to sign up, and it's just like a... Yeah, it's a know. revolve. Yeah, I, I've been sitting on the sign-up queue for like two <laughs> weeks. It just spins and spins and spins. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to find my contact info, you could always go to my blog, biteoftech.com. And uh, of course, if you go to infectionpodcast.com, you can get a hold of Nick or I. And I encourage you to first go through Discord. And if you go to the upper right-hand side, there's a link. It gets you to Discord. It has a mobile app, a desktop-based app. Uh, also, a web app if you don't want to install anything or maybe you want to use it at, at somebody's house without having to uh, install things on their computer. It's very easy uh, and it's free for pretty much all the, the features that are used. And then if you want to uh, watch the podcast, I would encourage you to uh, use Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, or DLive, which you can do live or after the fact. Uh, if you are going to listen to it to our audio-only version, those are only after the fact. We record those and then upload them uh, for all the different podcatchers. Uh, if you're going to listen, I encourage you to go to the show notes for that particular episode as well, because on there we have links for articles, sources, videos, anything that we refer to throughout the show uh, is included in this. And that way, if you are listening and maybe you wish you could have seen something that we were describing, that's the perfect way that you can go to it right away and see what we're looking at. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a support tab up top, or you can go to infectionpodcast.com forward slash support, where it's Prime, uh, Gaming Subs, Humble Bundle, Amazon purchases, all kinds of different things you can do. Subscribe, star, any of those go towards the fund, which once we get to meet in person again and do a convention and have everybody uh, come and, and, and do all that, which is tons of fun, uh, the money will keep accumulating. So. Yes. So, so fingers crossed we can get those over, get one of those uh, done sooner rather than later. So we are uh, patiently awaiting for, I guess, how PAX East goes and then uh, how it transitions into PAX West coming up this summer. Um, Brian, you teased us last week with an announcement, a personal announcement. Um, yes. Do you have any of those details available this week? Oh, yes. So we did our reveal. Uh, I'm not going to show a video here. What? What is the reveal for what? For people that maybe are just joining. So, okay. So my wife is pregnant and it is my baby. Yes, I guess. <laughs> Good, cl good clarification there, Brian. <laughs> hey, my this? wife's pregnant. But... It's, a, it's an episode of Maury Povich going on over here. <laughs> well, when people make fun of me when I say we're pregnant, and they're like, we? I'm, yeah, we are pregnant because I was a part of this. You know, I mean, Allegedly. I'm not a biologist, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not a biologist. I'm that <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but uh okay so uh so we did our reveal we went to my pa- uh, my parents house uh my our kids made a volcano like a you know one of those paper mache volcanoes that you make mm-hmm. for science class so they made one of those and then uh and then my wife and i we secretly mixed the color that uh the baby's gonna be in the back room put it into the volcano and then they poured uh was it baking soda that yeah, they poured there and, and it came out and so we are having a baby boy oh exactly man. what we we're hoping for for the first now my wife says girls are horrible um so we want that last well, she she would be an expert in being a female so yeah so i say she could say that she's like i, I don't want to raise a girl because if and then if we try again for a boy and we get two girls she'll be like i just can't have Hmm. So, <laughs> this well congratulations brian how do you feel yeah i feel i'm happy so i mean first of all i'm the final aldridge in my line so this meant a lot to my dad and it means a lot to me uh and so it meant a lot to my wife you know for us to be able to carry on that name so it's, it's pretty cool you know a girl would have, i would have been just as happy with a girl but it is good you know to have that and uh you know that that's a possibility oh, so um Brian, I am. We're we're doing the show here live. I just got a text message from my father, who apparently is watching the show, and he said, "Yeah, I didn't. I don't know if you remember, but this is the two year anniversary of Brian's earthquake that happened on the show. So <laughs> apparently, I don't know how in the hell he picked that out, but it is apparently the wow. earthquake episode. So we'll uh, we'll play that at the end of the show. I'll, I'll see if I Which can. It's pretty close to the hurricane episodes that you had as well, because my <laughs> wife and I were actually talking about this in the last two days. Well, because we were like, OK, we had the we had we were talking about hurricanes about down where you're at. Uh, yeah. And we we're saying yeah, that was about the same time as as the earthquake here. So it was pretty close that you had hurricane season as well. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to see if I I'm going fi- to see if I can pull up that video uh and we'll uh we'll get to that uh towards the uh towards All the right. end of the show. So uh thank you Very good. for the for the uh, I guess we have a <laughs> an infection podcast historian. I mean, I don't remember what we talked about last week. So, I mean, the fact that we Dad probably has a calendar of highlights that he saved. Right? Christ, I hope not. That's, that's <laughs> very dangerous. So, uh oh, let's get into 3 years uh, ago today you said this son. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. Let's not do that with my uh, my radio show because I don't want to have to relive some of the <laughs> BS I say for three hours a day. Um, Brian, let's start off with Sony. I think this it's only relevant that we kick off with Sony because we covered last week. Uh, a, I don't even know if it was a rumor. I don't know if it was a leak or a Sony rumor or a Sony announcement, but they announced that they were going to be essentially revitalizing some sort of PlayStation Plus service that they have to compete yeah. with Xbox Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox and the PC Game Pass on the on the PC which are both of course run by Microsoft. And they did in fact do that today. They announced the all new they're calling it the all new PlayStation Plus. I kind of wish they would have changed the name. I understand why they didn't, but yeah, the PlayStation Plus has gone through so many variations over the past couple of years. Between PlayStation Plus, it was called. Then there was PlayStation Plus Now. It's uh, or PS it's kind Now. Of a, yeah, yeah, but it was all. But you had to have PS Now. You had to have PlayStation Plus. So it was this. There's yeah. been a lot of revisions of PlayStation Plus, and I understand, of course, from a marketing standpoint, why they kept it that way. But the name is kind of funky. So. Let's go into the breakdown of what this is, and this is what seems to be a complete and total um, 
not a clone isn't the right word to use, but a, a, ver- a copycat of Microsoft's model into how they are doing their streaming subscription service. So there are three tiers available. PlayStation Plus Essentials, PlayStation Plus Extra, and PlayStation Plus Premium. Um, so take names are also terrible, but yeah, you know, it's Sony. So what do you, what do you expect? So let's start off with PlayStation plus essential Brian, which is the baseline. It is the lowest tier that you can purchase. And looking yeah. at their blog on the PlayStation website, you of course get, um, the online service. That's part of the PlayStation plus plus you will get two monthly downloadable games. So similar those, are those to the free games that they give you that like the free game uh, that correct. you can claim. Yep. So okay. you'll get two of those games a month, uh, likely on some sort of staggered calendar relief or calendar release. Rather, one is like the first to the 15th, the other is the 15th to the 30th, whatever. Exclusive discounts. Who cares? Uh, cloud storage for save. And well, games. Well, those discounts are only a couple dollars usually. So when you see something that's like PlayStation Plus, you know, discount it'll be a $24 game and they'll take off the $2. So, I mean, it, okay, you're giving a discount, but it's not... But here's the thing. It doesn't... It's, never it's not a... Gr- way to play, to buy one. But here's the thing. It's not a groundbreaking thing because PlayStation Plus Essential is what you have to have to even play games online. So, like, yeah. you're not going to have a PlayStation and not... <laughs> it's the basic package. So, it's a little weird. Um, so, exclusive discounts, cloud storage for save games, that's what you would expect and then online multiplayer access. So a not um, n- not a whole lot here for $10 a month, which is what this is. It comes in at $9.99 uh, in the United States, and they've got pricing breakdown for Europe, UK, and Japan as well. So that's the PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the current plus price of regular PlayStation Plus. Again, that's why they should have changed the name. Yeah. It's stupid. So let's go to the second tier, which is more along the lines of Xbox Game Pass. So you get all of the additional benefits of the first PlayStation Plus Essential. And in addition, you get a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyed PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from the PlayStation Catalog Studio and third-party partners. Um, Now, this is streaming. So you are not downloading these games. You are streaming these games to... um, Uh, excuse me, games, uh, excuse me, no, they are downloadable for play. This okay, is so, not streaming. Yeah, yeah okay, this so, is, the, so the games in the, yeah, the games in the, in the extra category are ones that are... Excuse me, yes, are, are just downloadable. So no streaming with that. And that comes in at fourteen ninety nine a month. So 15 bucks in the United States. And here's yeah. the big one. This is PlayStation Premium. They're creme de la creme, the top line. You get all of those benefits, including the 400 games, plus an additional 340 games available via PS3 games available via cloud streaming. So those will, the PS3 titles are not downloadable. They are stream titles. And then a catalog of beloved classic games, both available in streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, the PS2, and the PSP. Offers of cloud streaming access for a PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiered markets, where PlayStation Now is currently available. So you have to be in a market where PlayStation Now, the streaming service, is. Customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 consoles. There will also be time-limited game trials. 
uh, will be offered in this tier so that customers can try games. And there's also PlayStation Deluxe, which they have not given any a whole lot of details on, which will allow you to, these are for markets without cloud streaming, and it will offer lower price compared to premium and include a catalog of beloved classic games from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP to download for play. Um, and they have announced no details on what that pricing breakdowns. But PlayStation Plus Premium, Brian, is $18 yeah. a month. Yeah. $18 I mean, a month is a lot. Depends how much you use it. Yeah, it depends how much you use it. If you look, there's a lot of games. And if it's the only thing you have, uh, for instance, let's say with kids, we, they're constantly going to be begging for games unless you get them a subscription like this. And I think that you'd be happy to pay $18 a month for your kid to not ask you about buying any games every month. Because yeah. otherwise, they're going to ask you for 20 and 30, 40, $50 games all the time. And instead, you just say, hey, you have games you can play. You don't need play what's on there that that's the parents answer and i think that's probably the market they're going for the the kids don't have to keep asking me for money for games and and i'm sure that is the market that they're going for um but i'm just not sure that sony has got the catalog to offer this now when you talk about going back into the playstation 2 and the psp and the playstation all right, I think you've opened yourself up to a lot of uh, a lot of classics. Um, yeah, retro but, gaming in a way for some of the things that you can't without having that console. That, you know, not everything's backwards compatible now, and they put in their data center something that's obviously working with all of these an emulator or something, and you can play some of these ones that I don't think, other than on the original disc, you'd be able to play. But to get access to that, you need to spend eighteen dollars a month, which yeah. is which is which is a lot. I mean, retrospectively compared to where how Microsoft is doing their subscription model, it's expensive. The base tier yeah. of Game Pass, which includes all of the pretty much all of the, well, it includes all of the games that are available on Game Pass, is only ten dollars a month, and the Game Pass yeah. Ultimate is fifteen, and that gets you access to literally everything. So their subscription yeah. service is coming in at, and depending on the market you're in, it could be even more. It's coming in at three dollars more a month for what seems like to me a significantly less interesting amount of games. And also part of the PlayStation Plus Premium, Brian, is PC streaming in certain markets as well. Um, It's not available. It will not be available everywhere, but it will offer some level of PC streaming for PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games. So not PS5 games, um, yeah. Or it, it might be PS5 games, I'm not sure, uh, but this will be streaming for PC. I don't think this press release was very well done by them. This breakdown of this no. list is very confusing. There's all of these asterisks next to things. and With all these disclaimers saying, hey, all these this, disclaimers. This, because it, it, no. Why didn't they release an they infographic? Have to, if, well, and one thing, yeah, I know we love the infographics. One thing, first, is like uh, the cloud streaming they are probably going to be adding data centers. This is really the direction they're going right now. You're going to be limited by does your market have data centers for PlayStation now in your area. And, you know, I know they have them in a lot of, of course, the United States has plenty of data centers, UK, all the main places. But I think a lot of the places they're going to want this are places that now are getting Starlink and things like that. Uh, Will it be interesting to see if this stuff is usable 
on those kind of internet connections and if they can get the latency to be low enough i've been impressed with microsoft's version of it i did not like playstation's version of it i did try it i, I streamed on ps now when it was on when i was playing on playstation it was choppy and it wasn't a smooth experience at that time hopefully they've gotten that fixed so this is scheduled to roll out over um, the next couple of months. It will become available in June for Asia, uh, or excuse me, it will become available in June in the Asian market, um, and it will hit the U.S. market um, shortly after that. So um, it starts in June in Asia, and then it will roll out to North America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Um, and then now PlayStation now will no longer be available as a standalone service. So that will, that is going away and you will have to buy into one of the three tiers, either $9.99, $14.99 or $17.99 for that. Um, now the question has been what games are going to be available on launch and they include the likes of uh, Death Stranding, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's Spider, the, the the other Marvel Spider-Man, um, Mortal Kombat 11, and that's it. I mean, those are the games that Sony yeah. came out with as, holy crap, this is our new service, give us $18 a month. There's like maybe two games, there's maybe one game on there, Death Stranding, that I could care about at all. Um, so They're going to have to I, put every PlayStation exclusive, like day one. <laughs> They're going to have to really do something to make this a little more appetizing for average person. And Falcon is saying, can't you get all of those on PC? That's the problem. Yeah, we don't, I don't know. Because Except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I don't think so. Uh, I, I don't think Spider-Man you can, but like God of War, all these other ones, they've been rolling out that were PlayStation exclusives. They've been rolling out on PC okay, lately. So I, I'm understanding this question differently than you. Is your, your understanding this question is, are these games available on PC to purchase directly? I understood yeah. his question as, can you stream these games on PC through the PlayStation Plus Premium. So to answer, to, if uh, if with your what you understood it, yes. The way I understood it, uh, uh, interpreted his question, I don't know. I don't know what games as part of the PlayStation Plus Premium yeah. are going to be available on PC. Is it all of the library? Because it's it it appears that it's just streaming, and if that's the case, it should be every game. But yeah. when you look at Game Pass on PC, Brian, you're actually downloading the games. Local. So well, that's a big disadvantage. You have the option now. You do. You can actually yeah. stream or download on the Game Pass, uh, and but I found the streaming works very very well, and it's instant. You know, you don't have to do any installs. So I think for people that have kids, that they don't want them constantly because kids, if they want to try all these different games, nowadays on an Xbox, you're downloading 10, 20, 30 gigabytes per game. It's sitting there eating up your internet connection all day. Uh, if you, you know, if you let them download a couple of things, and so I think. The streaming thing is going to be really good for especially over the summer for parents who are like all right yeah try them all out uh, and they don't have to worry about for people with limited internet connections having hundreds of gigabytes of internet usage in the first uh, like spring or or summer break so what do we what do we think about the service the pricing and the situation as a whole what are your thoughts I just I think that they're trying to make this feel like the Game Pass by doing the different tiers. But if you look at what Game Pass offers, as you said, at the base level, it's pretty much this whole thing, you know. And then yeah. the game streaming, 
you know, so because they're adding in their premium, then they're adding 340 titles. Uh, you know, you look at Game Pass, it's got that library at the base. And then if you get premium, all these things, then they start adding independent, you know, certain uh, publishers' games and all this. So the point of just having a huge library that still this can't compete with. So I think it's going to come down to, to, to exclusives. If they can keep exclusives, maybe the price will be worth it so that it justifies I'm not paying $60. I'm paying this over time. And that is exactly where Sony has lost this battle before it has even started, Brian. Yeah. Looking at the PlayStation Plus Essential, there is nothing on here about day one exclusives. Nothing. Yeah. And even in the PlayStation Plus Extra, adds a catalog of 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games. It says yeah. nada, jack, about day one exclusives. And this is precisely how Microsoft has built up such a marketplace for Game Pass because the day that the new Halo comes out, it's available. The day that the new Call of Duty comes out, it's available. There's no reason to buy the games. Sony, they haven't... I would imagine if if they were offering this, they would have promoted it in their press release, but they didn't. And that, to me, indicates... That would have been the selling point. That would have been the selling point. That's why why people are buying Game Pass because you can play the $60 titles at at the launch. Sony is yep. not doing that. There's no change in the base plan. It's the same price. They just added a new name to it. No day one releases. Um, this is this is a no local PC downloads. This is a disaster. This is yeah. This, Sony is fucked. I I don't know. I don't yep. know of any other way to put it, Brian. They, they just there's I nothing know. they can do to compete. And this seems half-assed in my opinion. Yep. But that's how they, I mean, in the last couple of years, it seems like their responses to most most of their things have been like this. Where they're like, okay, we're going to do something to try to compete with something that you know, Microsoft's doing. And it's like, oh, okay. That can you believe? wasn't anything special. Can you believe that at $17.99, one of the benefits, they have four bullet points. One of them is video game trials. Yeah. What is this? Freaking like 1990 what? with a, well, you get a disc from Xbox magazine and you're, putting it in your console to play eight minutes of the new doom demo. I, I mean, we don't do trials. Don't exist anymore. Brian, we don't even have, I know I always hated, trials don't I hated that about Xbox 360. Cause they had those. And remember they had those in the Xbox 360. Yeah. The Xbox magazine. The I love my grandfather was a subscriber to the Xbox magazine and he get the magazine and me and my cousins would argue and fight over who got the disc that had three or four games. So on you it. could do all the trial games. Yeah, right? exactly. Cause he had an Xbox and he had Xbox magazine and, and we'd argue over the trial disc, but have you, I, I haven't heard, I haven't played a game trial since I was probably 10 years old. They don't exist anymore. And this is their, yeah. again, they have four bullet points four for their top tier. And that's one of them. And then the other one is providing they, all of the tiers from the previous versions. So literally well, and nothing. Those are just, they're letting you access trials to game to games you can buy, right? <laughs> yes. That you can buy. Why are they why are you purchasing the the privilege to be able to try a game that then you have the ability to buy? Not that it shows up in the service, not that they're saying, Oh, you can pick two premium games for that month that you can stream or play. Like that would be something to spice it up. Where you could pick something from the library and have it be like your game of the month that you get to play for that month, but it's a premium game. Do something like that that it brings me in, not say, oh, we'll offer you free trials to the games that you can purchase. Brian, well, I could do that anyways on Microsoft. 
I think you're being self. I think you're being selfish, and you're not saying thank you to Sony for giving you the privilege to pay eighteen dollars a month to then purchase a sixty dollars title. And shame on you for not being so inclusive and opening to Sony. Shame on you. Shame on you, Brian. What a stupid that that to me. It's a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but that's the thing. Before before they buy. What? Why? Why is not the trial available to everybody before they buy? Yeah, it's it's a trial before purchase. Like they offer because you because <laughs> yeah, you would think that the trial would be free. That's a really good point. Why is the trial not You're free for everybody? You're paying for the right to be able to try a try a trial of a purchasable game. <laughs> it makes zero sense. It, just reading that, it like it just stands out to me as like why? Is that stupid? Yeah. That's the stupidest thing to offer in the tier. <laughs> Well, especially the most expensive tier. We can't have three. We got to have four things on our tier. And three was, looks like too little. Four. Okay, well, we'll give them free trials to games they can purchase. Sound good? Yes. Okay, let's do it. That's, what, that's how this works. So as, as funny as this may be, I think this really goes to show you, show, Brian, the fact that Microsoft owns this market, will continue to yeah. own this market, and the next biggest player behind them is Sony. And at least as it looks right now, Sony can't compete with this, with this press release in front of me that came out today, by the way, this is so from what this is, I assume Sony's best attempt at trying to compete. And if that's the case, then it's, 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 it's game over for Microsoft. If this is their best attempt at what they can offer it, it, Microsoft is is still the king. It's a disaster. Yeah, Lockler, Lockler's comparing these to those movie theater tickets that you get and they say you can't use on the new, new movies. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, when I buy, first saw those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. like, you buy a movie ticket, you expect to be able to go to the theater, say, here's a movie ticket. I'd like to watch a movie. Oh, no, no, no. Can't watch new movies, only old movies. Where the ticket I purchased at the time didn't say that. That was something they added. Well, the first time I did it. Because well, that as you can see here, Brian, I have ticket. this handy-dandy prop on my desk that I found out. Yeah, my Regal premiere. See, this gets me into all of the movies, my friend. No restrictions on this guy. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so, yeah, that's why I didn't have one of those. Well, and, and, and I mean, and I'm sorry for you. I hate that for you. Um, so oh, Fal- Falcon's is- saying it's almost as appealing as the free games and in-game content you get with Prime. <laughs> All the games that you add to library on, but you never yeah. load the launcher to actually install them. Yeah. So that is the all new PlayStation Plus uh, launches in June. Their title is all new PlayStation Plus with 700 plus games and more value than ever. Um, I did have the distinct pleasure of scrolling through PlayStation's Twitter a little before the show. Um, and yeah. People on Twitter are not satisfied at all. Um, you have got yeah. folks that are very frustrated, very upset with it, um, calling out that these services are, this is just not a competitive service at all. Um, and and yeah, that's kind of, and just everybody saying Game Pass is just better. And I think unless yeah. you're so in the, Sony camp that nothing else matters that might be the case um but if you're if you're objective in any way shape or form Microsoft offers clearly the better um better packages here I mean all the way around especially yeah, if you're going to be yeah, installing things on PC it's just 
the things that they are offering you, they're seamless now. Everything I've tried, I've, tried, I've not heard any complaints from people of how it performs, how it works. Everybody seems to be really happy. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've got it, and I've been I've I played I've been playing some Halo on the PC. It's downloaded, um, and it just works. I mean, I don't have any qualms with it, and it's free because I use Bing, so uh, you can't beat that as well. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of of Halo, I just want to mention briefly the new Halo TV series is out, Brian. Uh, yeah. It's it's oh, uh, yeah. it's on Paramount, which of course I have a subscription to, so I'm definitely legally watching it. Um, and mm-hmm. it is uh, it's this has been I believe seven years in the making. I believe when they yeah. announced the Xbox One in 2013. They announced that there would be, and it could have been even early, maybe in 2012, that they announced that there would be a Halo TV series, and it has finally come to fruition. The first episode came out last week, and uh, if you are a Halo fan, uh, would highly recommend that you uh, check out the Halo series. Uh, they're hour-long episodes. The production quality is phenomenal. It looks amazing. The suits look great. The uh, Spartans look great the uh the 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 aliens look great the guns look super cool um now there are some uh, questions at least from my vantage point about uh you know the the covenant leader is a is a human which you know if you're a halo lore person doesn't really make a lot of sense but it's a tv show and it's very good so if you're a halo fan um check out well my wife used to play halo early on so she might be interested in that. I never uh, really it, played it because I didn't have yeah. my Xbox. Tell her to check out my Plex server. It's, <laughs> it's, it's available. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Halo, Halo, Halo TV series. A pretty cool watch. Hey, well, let's continue on with Microsoft because there's sure. some, been some interesting things this week uh, and last week with Microsoft. Remember that hacker that we were talking about, that lapsus? Um, yeah, they hit uh, NVIDIA, right? A couple hacks, weeks ago? They hit NVIDIA and it hit Microsoft. Mm-hmm. They ended up finding out who they were, and it is a 16-year-old from Oxford. Oxford, so the college is, or Oxford in the UK? In the UK. Okay. So he lived in his mother's uh, mother's house still. And Literally a keyboard was, warrior in his mother's basement. <laughs> yep, and he, uh, he, and he ended up getting doxxed uh, <laughs> online. But after an apparent falling out with his business partner. So the hackers revealed his name, address, and social media pictures. They also posted a biography of his hacking career, saying after a few years of his his net worth accumulated to well over 300 Bitcoin, which is close to $14 million. Oh, my God. uh, Now affiliated with a wannabe ransomware group known as Lapsus, who has been extorting and hacking several organizations. So so they got them, or got him, and it'll be interesting interesting to see how they charge him. And how hard wow. they really go. He's 16 years old. So this could be something that really, <laughs> they could keep him in there for 20 years, I'm sure, if they wanted to. I, we'll see how the, the courts are in the UK. I don't understand, you know, their sentencing guidelines and how strict well, they are over there. Yeah, and it's going to, the question's going to be, where is he? He was arrested in, in Oxford, but is yep. he... Um, is he going to be extradited, to be extradited and charged in the U.S. or because these things happened yeah. on a uh, uh, global scale? Is there some sort of yeah. uh, 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 what's the ho- there's some weird like global court uh, that that 
can charge people like they can charge they charge terrorists and stuff like that yeah a wonderful fall because i mean the argument will be made that this is no different than terrorism and in some regards they're not really wrong uh you're talking about stealing data and then extorting businesses to do it i mean that's a pretty you know, stealing data and hacking is one thing trying to extort businesses large yep. companies like nvidia and microsoft that's kind of when that you know, you get into like the Edward Snowden, like okay, hacking, releasing information, trying to be like a good guy. Yep. To okay, you're a criminal. Like you're not only just yeah, stealing just the data, money. but you're extorting them. You're you're at this point, you are a criminal, and, it, and you can make the yep. argument maybe even a terrorist. And what they now we don't know his name, of course, because he's 16, uh, but he attends a special educational school in Oxford. I don't, you know, I don't know if that special education here means. <laughs> yeah, it's not the, not the same special thing. Education. I, yeah, I, I'm I, assuming I, that he doesn't mean he's special ed, you know, as far as a kid. Uh, and so it's probably just a school, like a private school or something like that. Yeah, or or it could be or Maybe one or UK friends. It, it could be a like a gifted, like they've got you know gifted schools for for individuals. Yeah, I assume the they're either yeah, it's a private school or a school for. <laughs> it doesn't for really well say a special time. education school. A special educational school in Oxford. That's huh. what they call it. I don't know what that means. I only know what it means. I'd say it's, you know, okay, whatever. Uh, and so also <laughs> seven people between the ages of 16 and 21 have been arrested in connection with an investigation into a hacking group. They have all been released under investigation. Our inquiries remain ongoing. So, well, there's that doesn't a mean that of... they were all, that all people that were involved with it. Those would be people that maybe they knew about it or were on the outside involved too. So what is the, what is my takeaway from this, Brian, is that if you're going to do business with other hackers online and screw them over, which allegedly is what this guy did, um, mm -hmm. you probably should not tell them what your name is and give them any information about you because he wasn't caught by a fingerprint left, you know, digital fingerprint left behind by them hacking and Falcon says they weren't that good. They got caught. No, they were good. The problem is he pissed off other people who knew who he really was, and those people ratted him out to the feds. And then, well, then that's how he got caught. He got doxxed because he okay, apparently he, screwed over some old business partners. Well, and there was they were actually tracking him. And I think they were they were they're saying they were they knew who he was, but they hadn't arrested him yet. Cybersecurity <laughs> researchers have been tracking him for nearly a year, and they linked him to Lapsus and other hacking incidents that happened. And they said, "Here's a quote from them." We've had his name since the middle of last year, and we identified him before the doxing, said Allison Nixon, a chief research officer at cybersecurity investigation company Unit 221B. Unit 221B working with, cyber, yeah, with cybersecurity company Palo Alto, after identifying the actor, watched him on his exploits through 20, throughout 2021, periodically sending law enforcement a heads up about the latest crimes. So they were, so they were tracking him. Now uh, I don't know what point they would have actually arrested him when they say tracking him i assume that means they were tracking his online moniker and yeah. not necessarily tracking yeah. him what, as a what he was doing yeah, but they still no. so they, they still knew who, no they idea knew who, who he was. was did they though no they knew or, who he was they knew his name oh but they were just tracking what he was doing online they weren't you know they didn't go bug his house or do anything like that hmm. they were just tracking his online going to see so they could just tell officers hey he's been doing this he's doing this illegal thing so they could keep a record of it yeah, well, that's great. Nothing better than knowing somebody's committing crimes and allowing them to do it and extort companies. Allowing so, to, uh, to get $14 million to a 16-year-old to uh, accumulate yeah. $14 million in crimes. That's great. Yeah. And you knew about um, it for half a year.
Yeah, apparently his family, one of the individuals told the BBC, his family was concerned that he was trying to keep him away from his computers. So uh, I I don't know exactly what that means. But uh, yeah, uh, this stuff has got serious consequences. This is uh, this will be quite the legal battle to play out here. I very much look forward to watching this play out that you don't you have they have this guy has or this group has pissed off some of the wrong companies that you don't want. Maybe Microsoft will make an example out of this kid for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And a deterrent is what they're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, okay. So let's talk here about some window Easter eggs that popped up. Well, one in particular that has been discovered that popped up and it has a, someone that many people know as a meme, uh, Gabe is listed in like windows 1.0. He's in an Easter egg in Windows in this in the code of Windows 1.0. Gaben, uh, and so there's an image. Yeah, I think it was wasn't it Gabe? I think it's Gaben. Yeah, from uh, Gabe Newell uh, from Steam. from Steam Valve. from Valve. Yeah, huh? Yeah. So uh, if you go, um, if you go to these pictures, uh, and they show how there's like the Windows team, and it shows them on there, but you get it, that little screen to pop up, uh, you know, through some sort of an Easter egg. And and there you go, Gabriel. He's listed there. So how is that even possible? I, I think he was on the team for Windows One. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That's what I like. That's what I I read into it a little bit, and I think he was somehow like linked to the team for Windows One, and so they said thank you because he's on there. So, and there's a, there was another like comment in code in there that says you know it's someone made a joke about him you know because he'll come and like, try to overwrite your your uh, your you know, copy paste the, hmm. it was the internal office joke that was in like the windows code and it had you know they mentioned game in there so, so that i, I didn't windows, know he was part of it but it sounds like now windows 3.1 has been out for nearly 40 years and this was just yes. found yeah so and huh. and what they did is you know they go, there's people that sit here well this guy he does it he'll go and reverse engineer and try to find anything inside of the source code now there's a paste bin on here that you can click if you want, if you want to install a, you know, Windows three or one, two or three on a, on VMs, and it has a list of what you have to do to trigger some of these. One of them, one of these, he wasn't able to trigger naturally, and he used some sort of code to make it happen because they haven't discovered the trick to actually trigger one of these. Hmm. I think the one that, the I think it's this the newest one, with game. Interesting, but but yeah, so they they find these. They're still finding a little weird. Easter eggs and, and things like that. And, and, but the cool thing about the pastebin is they'll give you kind of s- semi instructions on how to decode. So like pretty much decrypt windows one, windows one code. So you actually see the source code and things like that. And they do that for windows one, two, and three. Hmm. So if, if you're interested in a little fun project, it would be a fun little thing. You probably learn from it. Yeah. Very cool. And then, uh, Another thing they're doing, Microsoft announced their direct storage API. One thing that this is actually going to impact gaming quite a bit. Big time, yeah. Because, yeah, being able to, I think you'll be able to like uh, pause games and just do in load times of games of having games load in half a second is what I keep hearing. It's just going to well, be a it, big, big improvement. Essentially, it allows the, so right now for like for example you load an like a game like cyberpunk or gta there's all these assets in the world right now yeah. for those assets to be processed they're sitting on your hard drive or your ssd 
they are funneled over to the CPU and then the CPU tells the GPU what to do. Direct storage allows the GPU to load those assets directly from storage. So not yeah. only are you saving load time because it's going, it's not crossing the, the uh, damn, I don't remember the names of the West Bridge or whatever the, the bridges are that connect everything on the North CPU. North Bridge, South Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't go through any of that stuff. So not only does it give you faster load times because the stuff goes directly from storage to the GPU, but it will presumably also save you big time on CPU because the CPU yeah. doesn't need to do as much of that, I guess you could call it translation of converting that. Yeah, you're not having stuff to over the GPU. pull it from the hard drive, throw it into memory, and then load it into the video card memory and do all this. It's going to be instant. And it makes it to where, because now you're getting... Some of these SSD drives and NV, what, NVM, NVM, NVMe, yeah, NVMe, yeah, drives that are super fast. I mean, they're they're close to memory speed, and and you're dealing with assets that are so big that you just want to load them from that fast space directly into the video card because it's then holding that in the video card memory. So you don't have to wait for that long load of okay, copying two gigabytes worth of assets, you know, to your two gigabyte, your four gigabytes of video memory. Uh, and wait for that to happen. It's going to be pretty instant. But it'll it'll open up, especially with some of the uh, the epic, you know, Unreal Engine huge assets that they're going to be working with. That will make a big difference, I think. And it says uh, direct storage will introduce support for GPU file decompression, which is what is exactly what it is. The CPU is the one that is responsible for doing those decompressions now, and it'll yep. go directly over to the GPU. Which makes sense because the GPU, I mean, you look at the memory that the and the speed, the teraflops that these GPUs can process, they're more than capable of doing these tasks. And having it compressed it makes it transfer faster because you're using yep. less band, less of the bandwidth to be able to transfer the file to the memory and then it can extract it right there. It'll it just make the whole process where it opens up what they can do in these games and there's less restriction. Yeah, the article claims when we're combined, hitting bottlenecks. Yeah, the article claims direct storage should lead to faster game loading and level transition times, more detailed textures, and fewer in-game pop-ups, meaning when you walk into like a room or something and it loads and then like three seconds later all the assets kind of just jut in at the last second because they were, you know, the CPU was processing those to send over to the GPU and it was it was waiting. This is going to be a huge change in the PC gaming sphere. Huge. Yeah. Because this is what they're doing on the the Xbox Series X, is using this kind of technology. Because uh, I think you could put in, uh, you know, the NVMe as an addition or something like. That. I don't know if it maybe it's built in, but this is what they're using for that to be able to get some of these faster speeds. So yeah. So now it's of course good, good for the PC. It is going to be. This is not an automatic thing. This is going to be incumbent on developers to build direct store. So the direct storage API is on Windows. And it is going to be incumbent on the developers to support direct storage. Now, for large titles, again, we talk about like a new GTA coming out or a new Fallout. I would assume games like that, well, larger dev studios. Because they're going to make it for the Xbox anyways. Anything yeah, you know, that's an Xbox title that they're wanting to get true Xbox series type of performance on, where or RT, you know the RTX type of stuff, they're going to want to put that on there. Yeah, because uh, it's going to just make open up the world to them. So I, I, all the major titles that are on Xbox, I would be very surprised if any of them weren't using this technology. In the yeah. So uh, game developers now have access to the direct storage API, and we could potentially see games rolling out over the next couple of years with this available. Uh, Want to thank our friend UGX Vibe for hitting us up with the 50-month 50 50. resubscription. How can, 
I don't feel that old. How could we be 50 months? That's a long and time. he also says, uh, also congrats to Brian as well. Um, so, uh, thank Bob, much. thank you very much. It is uh, greatly appreciated. And 50 months, Brian, that is an incalculable amount of time. I, I, I mean, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin to figure out how long of a time period 50 months is. It's incalculable. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, a, it's, it's a long time. So congratulations yeah, yeah, way uh, to, too long to you crunch. for 50 months. That's amazing. Yeah, he's, 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 I think he's the leader. Isn't he the leader of the? The leader of the pack. Yeah. The leader, so leader of the pack right now. So cool. Uh, one thing also, Microsoft did make an, make an announcement about the Steam Deck. They just said support of, of is up to the studios on whether or not the games get uh, the Steam Deck support. So the, the, now the ones that are owned by Microsoft, you know, the various studios that are owned by Microsoft, they keep people keep asking Microsoft, are all of your games going to get Steam Deck support? And they're saying each of the studios, it's up to them to implement it and to make that happen. Which I think is probably a yes, but we don't want to say yes because then somebody's going to. We're be not going like, to oh, promise one, anything. Just this obscure game that your Microsoft uh, Studio this, makes. This old engine support. that they lost the code for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like that. uh, that's Microsoft trying to save their ass a little bit on the uh, front end yeah. there. Uh, Brian, let's talk a little bit more about individual game or game studios. And yep. Amazon has announced that one of the yep. bosses over there, Michael Frazini, Frazini, F-R-A-Z-Z-I-N-I, maybe his name should be Fraz.ini, um, has, has resigned. Um, he was one of the founders that helped establish the, uh, that helped establish the Amazon game uh, studios and has been with Amazon for nearly 18 years and has announced that he is going to be stepping aside. So now he says, of course, that he's just trying to take a mid career break. Um, I don't exactly now, you know, he's been working at Amazon for 18 years. So it's not the craziest thing in the world to say, you know what? I've made my mark here. Obviously, I would assume being the head of Amazon Games, he's probably done pretty well for himself financially, so you can probably take a couple of years off and kind of do what you want. So that is a possibility, but it seems, at least from my vantage point, when people leave positions like this, it's more of a, okay, something, I'm not really happy with what's going on here. I'm going to go find a new place to work. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what this means, um yeah i don't know that it's necessarily because it's something bad uh there's maybe they're not doing great they've released two titles one of them i thought seemed to be pretty popular new world was popular in the beginning i think it still is holding a user base to it Mm. crucible of course was bad uh you know the (laughs) lords of the rings mmo got shut down so it's like may you know maybe they're trying to reorganize and pick somebody they think is going to be more successful i mean it could be it could be them just wanting to have someone else step into that position maybe that wants to still be there i i i don't know uh, it just something when you've got for, like here's the thing amazon is on the rise like their game studio is kind of on the rise right now like you could see if you were with amazon game studios for 18 years being like all right you know we've done it for 18 yep. years I'm, I'm leaving but if any, amazon is everything on the rise right now. I mean, they are continuing to try and build and make themselves, give themselves a foothold in this space. That's kind of why I don't necessarily buy the, I'm taking a little bit of a break. 
this doesn't seem like a good time to do that when you've got essentially an infant studio that has, yes, has had some decent releases, but I think has probably fallen a little short of what Amazon would have hoped. I mean, you're talking about the resources of Amazon, one of the largest companies in the world. I don't necessarily think these projects have gone to what Amazon had hoped. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is I think that they were hoping that was going to be a blockbuster for the MMO that would you know, would just steal the crown and everybody would switch to that. But there's been other things that have come out that then people have switched to those. You know, it, it was another title in in the list of titles going through. It may have its day come back again as they do releases and uh, updates and it'll come in. But it's in that normal kind of sway of those titles. It, it wasn't the blockbuster that really I mean, jumped out at me. So it... it I I have the game, I played it a little bit, but you know I just it's I don't have a lot of time, and it's not a game that says well if I had time I'd play that. Yeah. So there you got it. I mean now we uh, we patiently wait and see uh, <laughs> what comes of it. I guess. Yep. Um, well, let's go ahead and move on because there's been a lot of announcements about hard hardware, graphics cards, and different things. Intel, Nvidia. Uh, we announced one last week. Was it AMD was doing a video card, right? Yes. Or something or not AMD? Uh, who is no? Uh, who Intel. Was it, it was Intel's doing vid- Intel's, Intel's doing video. Oh, Intel's doing their GPU, and then they were doing something else. Uh, but they but they have their Arc um, chip that they're do- or Arc chip that they're doing um, the Arc GPU, and there's that's one. It's for a discrete the GPU. The, uh, laptops. Yeah, it's a laptop type built into a motherboard GPU. So this is different than the one we announced last time. The other one was for data centers and things like that. This is for laptops. Uh, And so Intel is going to be making their own discrete type of laptop GPUs, which usually they would use uh, other manufacturers built in uh, chipsets. I'm trying to remember what Intel would have, but it it was normally they either had the old business ones, which was the Intel chip series that didn't have any graphics power to it. You couldn't play games now or they would have third-party like nvidia's uh, yeah the graphic chips in there yeah, yeah you're referring to intel hd graphics or intel iris graphics yeah intel but it's imp- yeah but it's, so there were some but they weren't for not for gaming in any no, way no and and, the, and they were they were they were apus built onto the cpu these are not just these are not just lap these are not going to be just laptop chips these are going to uh, from what i understand reading this these are eventually going to be discrete PCIe GPUs that like you can run. Like streaming boxes or, or like a streaming video game device? That's, no, you know, I mean, like you could literally buy an Intel what? GPU and slot it into your computer. I believe this; these are going to be literally slottable. So, oh, it's going to be a full, full the, when, uh, chip. Because when I, hear, when I hear the word discrete GPU, that's what I think. I mean, you're talking about a discrete device. Um, now, what was leaked was a new Dell laptop, the Dell Precision 5470, that's got the ARC A300M, which A300 is the model, M indicating it's a mobile, Uh, but these are no longer built onto the CPU GPUs. These are separate, discrete GPUs that are going to have... Oh, the ones that they're offering are, okay. Yeah, correct. At least that's how I understand it. I could be wrong, but I I feel like that's what I understand. well, and that's the weird thing is they show they show one that's a that's a actually an external video card that you insert and install. And then they talk about the the uh, motherboard one. So it looks like they're going to probably be hitting both markets. Well, yeah, if it's the for, motherboard, if it's if it's a laptop, it's got to be built in. 
Correct. I mean, you know, there's no drop-in system for that. So it, it, this is going to be their new set of GPUs, and it seems like it's going to be a lot more powerful uh, than compared to anything. Because they, it seems like for anything that they were doing as a gaming laptop, they quit offering anything built in that was from them. Yeah, yeah. The Intel graphics. Maybe this is their way to come back from that. Yeah, the Intel graphics have never been suitable, and I don't think they ever should have been, uh, because at the end of the day, they use. Uh, they weren't made for it. No, they use CPU. They use CPU resources and computer memory to to process video. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an APU built onto the chip. Um, and with these discrete cards, they'll have their own VRAM, uh, and they will not use yeah. up uh, CPU cycles to process video. Similar to G- uh, mobile NVIDIA cards that are in laptops. I've got a 960 yeah. or 980 in in one of my laptops, um, and AMD also also offers. Uh, mobile chips as well this is an interesting ballpark yeah. for for intel to get in right now um yeah. as you know the gpu market there, there's is, a lot of comp- competition coming into the gpu market right yeah, now there is I, nvidia released a, a new look at nvidia well yeah they released a new chip or a new a new one today the uh rtx 3090 ti uh which i started yeah. watching the gamers nexus video before we went on here I watched a couple of other videos, and it appears to be a uh, not a flop, but a uh, not what people are looking for to uh, to say the yep. least um, with with where they are right now. So um, that's what well, kind of one thing that is. they're do they're moving into now are these uh, server data center C- GPUs, which probably is for the the gaming and and anything that's going to be serving three D content uh, from a data center. Like game streaming, it's going to have to do video process. Yeah, game streaming, video processing, uh, all these things are going to be using these type of chips for encoding and decoding. Uh, this, so they've they've released this new Hopper server GPU architecture, and it, and it supposedly has huge chips. Like they're they're really big. Um, they said that the GPU is uh, interconnect is almost the size of an RTX three thirty ninety chip. So like one of their chips on of it is the bit is the size of the 3090 chip so they're definitely going all out on this and it's going to have incredible performance which i think it is all aiming towards people are having a harder time getting hardware for their houses it's getting more expensive people don't have all the spending money especially right now that they did and streaming seems to be the way you know they'll probably be throwing these off the shelves and as streaming gets bigger and bigger because i I think that streaming is going to be the standard and having disks or in things that you're downloading to install is going to be in the past, as long as you have a good internet connection. I think that's just going to be the way it is. Precisely. And this is all in preparation for that. They want to be the leaders in the market for it. And it sounds like they're already way ahead of it. You know, they've got these chips, they've got them ready, um, and they've availed them, and they're huge. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, Brian, we got about five minutes. Um, it, was there anything in particular you wanted to cover? Well, one uh, more thing. Cover? Asus. Yeah, sorry. Asus has announced that it's reducing their, you know, their MSRPs aggressively for their grass, graphics cards across all SKUs. So yeah, but here's all, the thing: all of their lines of graphics cards are supposed to drop, but probably a new series is coming out. No, it's, it's not because here's the thing: it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Here's no though, but it doesn't yeah. matter if they drop MSRP because nobody can buy them at MSRP, right? That's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is there's not enough cards well, if in the they're market. They're not available. Exactly. Yeah. So the MSRP on these cards are not bad. The problem is you can't get them at MSRP because there's so few in the marketplace. You're, I mean, I've seen so many GPUs popping up on Facebook Marketplace over the past couple of weeks yeah. locally here in Wilmington, 
and they're ridiculous. I mean, they want yep. you know a two and a half times the price for a card, which is just which is just ridiculous. So, I mean, it's it's good that the that they're lowering the MSRPs, and that's great. Um, but I you can't get your, I can't get my can't my hand on one, so it doesn't matter. At least to me, it doesn't matter. Okay, well let's let's talk really quickly. There's one piece of China news that I think we should talk about. Then uh, the U.S. has removed tariffs on many imported components from China. Uh, I was looking through some of those. What, for instance, uh, computer cases. There, hmm. There's lists of all these different things that um, that they are now not having any uh, ignore. So here I have one that shows some of the equipment still covered and restriction, but I've got a list here of, of a bunch of things that they have gone through and made to where there's not the tariffs on them anymore. Okay. So it's, it's quite, it's quite a few different things from building supplies. If you go through and look, look through it, you can tell they're just pretty much anything that has to do with manufacturing for us to make our own factories here. They pretty much have removed all tariffs from that. I, I think it's because, because they realize we're going to have to start building things here. Uh-huh. And so they just put, they removed all tariffs on. on yeah, but isn't that, isn't that, that was the, the majority of the list. If you mm-hmm. remove a tariff, doesn't that allow it to flood into the market? Yes, here. So they want cheap building supplies here. Well, yeah, so they're but allowing they China to flood us. Well, yes. So you want the cheap building supplies, but that doesn't mean the ma- manufacturing is not going to move here at all. The only reason the, the tariffs well, are. Well, I, mean, are... I can only imagine that's the reason he's choosing certain things because it was a lot of equipment for building factories. Like things, mm. things you would use in factories were on this list. So I'm assuming he's hoping that making it cheaper, people will build their factories here. Yeah, but also getting rid of the tariffs makes it more lucrative to make something in China and then import it into the United States. Yes, and so that's why they only <laughs> opened up certain items. They're making all the items to build the factory <laughs> there, uh, but huh. the, you have to build the factory here because all the you know the different machines and everything are what they're yeah. allowing to come here cheaply, not the products that those would make. Also, be advised that uh, if you are running Kaspersky antivirus, uh, which for I don't know anybody that's ever run Kaspersky, but I know that they sell yeah. it at stores. Like they sell it at Office Max, or they did at Office Max, Office Depot, and Best Buy. Oh, they used um, to, yeah, yeah. No, even recently, I like I was in there a couple months ago. And, you know, the computer section's kind of this ratty corner in the back near all the clearance crap, like the broken TVs. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at the software and I saw, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize they still sold Kaspersky in stores. Um, that's yep. been added to some U.S. list of uh, companies not to, to not not to do business with because it is a Russian anti But highway, you know, the, is it highway, Huawei? Huawei. Uh, Huawei um, has been on yeah. there for Huawei. a while. Yeah. Um, ZTE, which I, I know I've got something that uses ZTE here. Oh yeah, ZTE uh, makes um, a lot of chips. Yeah, and the so, some other one, High Terra, which I know, uh, Hick Vision, which is what, there's other parts of that name. That's one that uses a lot of security cameras for businesses. Yep. Uh, Kapersky, China Mobile International, China Telecom, Yahua Technology Company. So there's that's a list of ones they're not wanting because they're worried about them installing firmware updates and things like that to put backdoors in and cause issues in the United States. That's Correct. a lot of or to steal information. Yeah. So. So All right. more, uh, you know, information going on. So we'll see, see what yes. happens the, over the next year or two. It's always exciting. The true, the true information war. Yes. Or, and that's, the, that's the thing is we're, we're unwilling to declare war on some of these countries. So we sit there and, and do digital wars and ha- try to hack each other. So that yeah. we don't have to say that we're, you could also call war. the information war, the info wars. You might be able to potentially. Yes. Call I mean, you know, it's, well. it's, 
Because we had the Cold War, which is like a war that wasn't really happening. Well, now we have the Info War because it's based on information. Yeah, yeah the Info Wars. Yeah, yeah there you go. And uh, so you can check that out. Point that term. Um, uh, Brian, before we get out of here, I have gone back to the archives and pulled a clip of uh, March the 31st, 2020, in which on this illustrious program, thanks to our infection podcast historian, um, we were able to salvage deep from the archives. So uh, let's let's flash back, Brian, woo, to uh, to two years ago when uh, all hell broke loose in uh, in Boise, Idaho. Let's listen. In. Um, I think we've all probably been in similar situations at one point or another, whether it be a, you know, a personal issue with like, all right, a, hold on, I'm having an earthquake. I see that. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. I'll be right yeah, back. You're, I'm good. Uh, so Br- Brian is currently <laughs> Brian's house. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that everyone is okay. The yeah. house wasn't falling down. I mean, you can see like everything was, yeah. was moving pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, it, huh? That was a uh, that was an interesting day. Yeah, the uh, literally, I mean, like full on shaking. Uh, you can see it; it shakes a little bit, and you're like, your eyes are like, hmm, and then it starts really. I'm going kind of up. like waiting to see why and it starts getting more and more of like, okay, <laughs> this isn't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is a serious problem. So, uh, yeah, there you go, a little piece of uh, infection podcast history, nearly uh, nearly two years later. So. Uh, and Brian, you know, Exciting. you really are the nicest guy in the world because I don't know of anybody else that when they're having an earthquake would go, are you okay? But because you're, you're a nice guy, Brian. And I mean that well, genuinely. I mean, I didn't want to leave you hanging. I'm like, are well, you okay? Exactly. Like, you're Most right people would be like, hey, I'm having an earthquake. Fuck off. Screw you and your podcast. I'm dealing with my earthquake over here. You're like, no, is everything good to go? <laughs> See, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. You're a good man, Brian. You're yeah, a good man. I, thank you very much. All right. Well, is there anything on that note before we head it on out here? No, on that note, tell the uh, good people where they can find uh, find all of your uh, antics. All right. Well, if you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab Parlor, Getter, maybe True Social someday, who knows? Uh, or my blog, biteoftech.com. But of course, go to our website and go to infectionpodcast.com on the right hand side. Join the server on Discord. And there we have a politics channel, news channel, all kinds of different things, uh, t- tons of ARC servers running. And so if you want to uh, go get involved in some of those big active community, uh, if you want to submit news, maybe there's a topic that we're not covering, a game we're not covering that you think we should, put it in the news channel and we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, for instance, Sean uh, posted some links. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the ARC2 things because uh, hopefully they'll be in the spring and some are releasing some news on that. Uh, so I've got that on my list of things as new information comes out to pull that. Um, if you want to watch the video forms of the podcast, you can do that through Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. Those are live and after the fact. Uh, if you want to get the recorded version that is uploaded after the live show is complete, you can do that at the lower right-hand side through whatever podcatcher type app that you'd like to use. If you're going to listen, though, I encourage you to go to that particular episode, click on it, and there will be links for all the things that we discussed. So if there's a video that we showed on the live stream, then you can go ahead and watch that. We have a built-in video player and audio player if you want to watch them right on there. Uh, and very useful if you want to support the show we have the support tab up top of course infectionpodcast.com forward slash support through as you saw uh switch subscriptions there for 50 months in a row which is amazing and we really appreciate all the support that we do get that turns out to be 4.333 years repeating according to falcon who really crunched the numbers here during the show to uh i'm sure he had to you know punch out his little ibm punch card to 
computate all of those uh computate all of that data Brian. well that was a, that was a tough one. and i if you convert it to base 12 then you don't have to deal with an infinite number and so what is it a931 so he's been subscribed for 18 a well yeah 18 a931 years whatever that well that's really helpful i'm a, i'm glad that you were able to convert that to base 12 that i'm sure that's going to resonate with a lot of folks thank you for yeah, i just i just I, I don't i we can't do all the three 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 threes that there could be it's the only way we can tell them how much it actually is all right brian thanks uh we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next week um, all right yeah we'll see you later. See you, Brian. Uh, well, there you go. I mean, hey, you get a lot on this show. I'll tell you that. Um, my name is uh, my name is Nick Craig. I do a, a daily three-hour-a-day radio show down here on the coast of North Carolina. You can check that out by downloading the Wilmington's Morning News podcast or visiting my website, nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of this show note, maybe you, for yourself, want to look at how terrible the uh, PlayStation Plus tiers are, you can head on over to our website infectionpodcast.com. That's going to do it, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.